this morning, we will open to the experience of gladdening the mind, finding happiness, well-being, this approximate cause of concentration, of samadhi, through gladdening the mind. First, arriving in the here and now, the immediacy of our experience. Buddha knowing Dhamma is here, now, imminent. This moment in this body bringing full attention to the experience of the body. Feeling the earth element in the body. Firm, heavy, hard, here now, allowing the earth element in the body to rest on earth, not resisting, Not pulling away, but all that is firm, hard, heavy, naturally rest is held by Mother Earth. We call it gravity. Rooted like a tree, grounded sitting in the bones. This grounded, rooted earth element allows the responsiveness to the wind element as we feel breath moving through the body the way the wind blows through the limbs, the leaves of trees. In the midst of the stillness, the movement. Here now, this experience of breath, pouring all of our attention onto this experience of breath. Here now, imminent. mind collected, collected around breath, we direct the capacity of mind to reflective awareness. Reflecting as part of meditation, of being awake. Awareness reflecting. Reflecting on our good fortune, 
fortunate that the Buddha decided to teach. How fortunate that he endured through his struggles, his six years of not finding the middle path. But he had the patience and the persistence to find the middle path. So fortunate. And those who heard the Dhamma, they were ready to hear the Dhamma. They recognized the Dhamma. And they, in turn, served in Sangha, creating this chain of passing knowledge, understanding insight, means to insight, 2,600 years. How fortunate for us. And that we had the interest that there was something more to life we felt that allowed us to explore, that led us to explore. And that the teachings were available so readily for us. Such good fortune. Why us? Such good fortune. And we resonated. Our hearts were motivated in different ways. We all came to the Dharma. So many people supported us along the way. In our personal lives, it was safe enough that we could get to this point. That we had enough education, enough food, enough shelter, and despite all challenges we may have, enough health that here we sit. Such good fortune. And our commitment, not just to a single retreat, but one retreat and another retreat. Our willingness to make this a priority. Such good fortune. The teachings be available in so many different forms from so many wise and dedicated practitioners. So fortunate. That our minds, again, despite various challenges, are able to hear, to understand. That we have, in some manner or another, at least barely enough means to be here. So rare in the entire world the number of people doing this. These days of sitting and walking, of being Dhamma, of being the Buddha knowing Dhamma. Awake as best we are able. Such good fortune. Pausing. Reflecting, 
receiving the blessing that is there but unrecognized. A blessing of our good fortune. Feeling it bodily, like a wave through the body. Feeling it warm the heart, this good fortune. I'm being true to myself. I'm showing up for my own life. As best I am able, I am meeting each moment of my life with dignity here on this retreat. Such good fortune. I can employ renunciation in order to choose non-suffering over suffering. I have a clear intention of choosing non-suffering. Such good fortune, so rare. To have so many like-minded people around me that allows this event and so many others to occur. Such good fortune to not be laughed at, treated as though and somehow I wasn't enough, but rather to be received and held with dignity by Sangha. Such good fortune. Here now, each of us experiencing for ourselves, undeniable, but so easily overlooked, so easily taken for granted. Letting this feeling of good fortune, of a kind of awe, of wonder, how did this possibly happen? Like this wave in the body that warms the heart. This gladdening of the mind that soothes the mind, the mind expansive, becoming quiet, quiet gratitude. A quiet, small smile, maybe, on the face. Letting each breath Represent being with, being of this gratitude. Breathing in gratitude. Feeling the joy in the mind. Easeful, quiet. Breathing out gratitude. Little sparkles of joy, of ease, of appreciation. Little pulsations. This inhale, here, now. 
this exhale here now.
So allowing the heart quality to be part of our concentration practice, to not having to exclude the heart quality in any way as we collect and unify the mind. The heart being an ally, the heart being happy to have the experience of the stillness of our minds. Doing that in whatever way that is skillful for you that you've learned in the past, or this gratitude practice if that's useful, or the embodiment of heart awareness, the heart's breath, anything like this that helps us having the aspiration, your very aspiration of, of well-being, of liberation, that alone can do it. When I sat with Paul Sadao, I had a, um, a, a, a big experience for a month of being inspired by his own practice. His style of practice was not uh, so overlapping with mine and was challenging for me to do, and yet I did it just in honoring of him. And I was very glad I did. And um, uh, so I would, I would sit there in, in the hall and just sit there with him in the hall, and my heart would just be filled with appreciation for he who he was and his practice. It was just so inspiring to me. I didn't have a lot of thoughts about it. It was a feeling. It was a heart feeling. And so um, uh, many uh, uh, different kinds of experiences happened in this month long. But uh, at the end, my last day, uh, my last in the evening, before we did the, he did the last sit that he did of the day, I went to his room and uh, paid respect and gave him a gift and uh, was uh, just told him how much I'd appreciated getting to sit with him. And so we'd said our goodbyes. And then soon after that, we, there we were all in the hall. And um, again, I had this feeling of appreciation. And at the end of each evening's sit, like our evening sit here, I would sit for the next hour after he finished. I would stay there for an hour and sit. So, and as, and I would, I would, uh, uh, while he was doing his bows, his bows would bring me into this state of appreciation, and I would just go into this. This uh, that's how I channeled in to the experience. So I'd done that because this was my last evening. So I was all gun ho, and I'd lined up, and there I was, had my ducks in a row, <laughs> and I had lined up with this in this way, and I was there, and then I kept feeling this presence in the field. And I was going, what's this? And I said, Philip, you know, you're distracting yourself. No, what's this? You're distracting yourself. This went on for, I don't know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I don't know how long, because I was, you know, I was determined, you know, I was, I was really applying myself. And then I finally said, nope, there's definitely a presence in some form here. So what, what level is this presence? So I opened my eyes. And he had been standing there without moving that whole time. And I just, I just looked up at him and he handed me a, 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 one of his books and bowed and left. And I was just, it was such a wonderful experience of the heart. But that heart connection was what I was feeling. He was perfectly still. But that heart, my heart was connecting to him in this way. And I didn't know how to interpret it in that moment, you see. So this, uh, I, I tell this story to deliberately inspire interest in you. In terms, and again, I often will feel this appreciation uh, for, for the whole tradition in that way. So that we can, from that, from that feeling of heart space, that deep appreciation, I would have you just ask the mind to be more still, that inclining the mind to stillness. Just incline it, just it's very subtle. And when it inclines into that stillness in that way, it is coming into its own nature. 
So it, it's happy. It's a happy mind because it's coming, as I said last night, to its own, it's, it's seeing itself. We're just helping it see itself in this way. Anything that helps this day, really, of all the days, whatever you can do in terms of uh, that would be skillful. This day, make this, make this day from whatever gratitude or inspiration or aspiration that you may have. Really, I, I really uh, suggest that you make this the day of that. So questions or comments from... So for she, um, she finds herself attached to outcome, and she uh, she applies everything she's ever heard and, uh, from anybody trying to uh, pre- prevent this from happening, and yet at the very last moment it happens again and again and again. So two things, three really. One is compassion. You see the dukkha, that's insight, and you have great compassion for the way the mind is. Just great compassion. So, and that would be the second thing. I am willing to be with this mind the way it is. So this mind that's wanting attachment, uh, it doesn't have to be by itself. I'll be with it. Oh, I'll be here with you, wanting mine. I'll be with you. I will endure this dukkha so that I know it so completely that I don't have to then go into judgment over my wanting mind. I can be with this wanting mind without judgment. At least this I can do, or at least I can do that some of the time, or I can surround it in this compassion, at least some of the time. This feeling of softness, softening into wanting mind, rather than like trying to pull it out or push it out or squeeze it. Soften into wanting mind. Wanting mind is like this. At that moment, when we're really being with it, we are, we are, we're having insight, we're awake. We are awake. It's not what we would choose to be awake to with, but that's what's there. And so we're awake to this. And then uh, the other thing that, again, for myself, uh, I, I really find valuable this amusement that, and this is, the, <laughs> this is what's here today, and I kind of get the joke of it. You know, here I'm sitting six weeks and I'm four weeks into it and this is what's occurring. There's something funny about that if you can sort of stand the gallows humor of it. And uh, it really makes a difference, at least for me, this, this, this use of, hum- of humor. And so, uh, so not trying to have it be otherwise. You know your intention, you stay with your intention, but you also stay with what is. You're intending not resulting. And uh, that can, uh, over and over again, oh, I'm intending not resulting, I'm intending not resulting, but if this is what's here, I want to be with what's here, so I will be with this. Not in, and not, not, so not that squeezing, pushing, all this, but okay, wanting mine, I'll rest in wanting mine for this moment. So just being available then to see what happens, whenever it happens, next week, 10 years from now, we're just available, what else can we do? We don't really have any other strategy that's a successful strategy other than just being present and available that I can see. I've certainly considered a lot of strategies. So that kind of approach. I have a similar question, but maybe on the other side of the moment, more of an analytical uh, impulse rather than a striving. So like something works or something happens and I have this urge to like mentally post it, post note it, post mm-hmm. it. Uh, like you were saying into the neural network or whatever to kind of make a note and get back there. But I think maybe I'm doing it a little bit too intentionally or something because it pulls me out of the moment. Yeah, so he, what, he, what happens, he's, uh, he's practicing and something, something, 
skillfulness seems to be occurring and he, he makes a mental note, oh, look at this, and he kind of wants to go back to it and maybe even understand, okay, now what this is, what's the component parts of this? Uh, I, you have a sympathetic ear here. <laughs> I, because I love that kind of deconstructing it and seeing what the parts are myself. So I very understand that. And again, this humor is so important. Look at this mind that wants to do this. And then say no. Just say no. You, you, you can't say no too much because many times your mind won't cooperate. So it'll go ahead and do it anyway. But you're not, you're not indulging it. It's just doing it. And if there's something that you say, no, this one I am, I'm deliberately going to do, uh, there's a, a kind of inquiry that's legitimate. But the compulsive inquiry is an addiction. So no, just no. Not now. Not now. And again, be amused that here, here it is, you know, it wants to do this. And you can, have, you can have compassion, you can have loving kindness for that aspect of mind. Not you, but that aspect of mind that really wants to do that. And, and there's all things, sorts of things it gets from it, you know. It feels safe, it feels smart, all of these things. And we have tenderness towards all of that. I seem to really be in the heart quality this morning and everything, but this kind of way. Uh, we're going to have to uh, st- uh, stop and do our uh, uh, get to our interviews here. Uh, uh, a, a number of you are sitting longer. You're staying after the 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 the, the sit like this sit or any sit when the bell rings and people aren't getting up. So those of you who are leaving, if you'll leave with a degree of quietness. And um, like if if then the last one that seems feels like the last one leaves if the door is propped open, then quietly unprop the door and close it. And if for any reason in the middle of a sit you have to leave, hold the door when you're closing it. Don't just walk out it and let it go boom like that. Just just out of respect. So just realize that this this day of all days, there's going to be a lot of people uh, sitting extra in the hall, and so being mindful out of generosity. Uh, for for the other person in that way. And again, urge you to be part of that. Have a wonderful day of practice. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.